Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3 of Gerard at Large. I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com. Oh my God, who tightened that? And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. I, you know, I don't know. I don't understand people who think that they have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger when they tighten up our mics, microphones here. Holy cow. You know, I'm not, I'm not the strongest fellow in the world, but I'm not that weak either. Wow. I had to work to, uh, to loosen that, 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 that uh, latch. Anyway, um, we are going to start our Is Our Children Learning segment a little early here this morning. Our good friend Anne-Marie Banfield returns to the microphone, and she has a guest, and our topic this morning will be special ed. This segment brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. Oh, good yes. morning. Yes. <laughs> good morning. Mayor Gatsis says that uh, Manchester is in the midst of a renaissance. The city is on the move, and he's come up with a 12-point plan, 12 wards, 12 ways to move us forward, it's called, and you can get the details at... TedGatsis.com slash plan. Among the points, he's highlighting better schools and smaller class sizes. Get the details at TedGatsis.com slash plan. That's TedGatsis.com slash plan. Joining us now is Anne-Marie Banfield of Cornerstone Action. She is their liaison for education issues to the New Hampshire General Court. That means she goes to talk to legislators about the uh, various issues confronting our public schools. Yes. And she joins us the first Monday of each month, the uh, first uh, Thursday of each month, uh, to discuss these issues. One of our star-studded lineup members that involve Superintendent Edelblue and Felix Alvarado of Straight A Academy. So, Anne-Marie, I see you have a guest, so I'm going to say good morning, let you uh, start talking, and introduce your guest while I get her squared away with the microphone and the headsets <laughs> and all that fun stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Well, good morning. Um I am Anne-Marie Banfield from Cornerstone Action, and uh, I'm uh, a lobbyist. Yes, I can say it out loud, a lobbyist, but I'm an unpaid one. I'm a volunteer. I've been doing this for many, many years, uh, mainly because I'm concerned about public education, uh, what kids are getting in schools. I tend to focus on academic excellence, parental rights. Uh, things like that. Uh, but I just really don't delve too much into the area of special education. And it's a very, very important part of our education system. Yeah, and we only you spend know? almost $50 million of it here in the, on it in the Queen City. And it's just not something that I tend to uh, focus on because I'm really not familiar with that aspect. Although I do hear from parents from time to time who are you know, going through having some difficult times and Jane has kind of become one of my uh, go-to resources. Uh, I've got other resources out there, but she is from New Hampshire, and she has had to deal with special education for her own son. And so she's been in and out of the system, so to speak, on a personal level. (laughs) And so I kind of feel like she's got some good 
good insight. And Rich, as a as a school board member, you know, I'm sure how oftentimes uh, people come to you <laughs> in, in front of the school between, board between special ed yeah. <laughs> and buses. Uh, you'd think there nothing else existed in yeah. the school district. Well, you probably get a lot of people because uh, I see it in education all the time. They come before the board. They come before the state board of education, and everything is wonderful. Everything's working so great. This is this is just a wonderful program, and and everything's good. Uh, yeah, not that's so not true. <laughs> and that unfortunately becomes the echo. Everybody's you know saying how wonderful things. And then what I get is I get the parents coming to me saying, "No, Anne Marie, this isn't working. This isn't working. This isn't working." And lots and lots of parents. So and, and even teachers. Uh, and so you have to kind of work your way through the uh, people who just unfortunately seem to turn a deaf ear to those parents. And what I like to do is I like to contact or or be in contact with teachers and parents who offer, you know, some critical knowledge about what's going on in the classroom. So what I'd like to do is I, I kind of want to introduce Jane Eversby, she, just because she's a parent. She's gone through it. Uh, she's going to speak from her own experience, but she's also served on, on special education boards before, uh, committees, things like that. She's been through the system. Does it mean that she understands every single thing that's going on in every single school in New Hampshire? No, of course not. Even I don't. I have to get perspective from teachers and parents across the state. Uh, But Jane has a a unique vision of what has been happening in special education. And I just kind of wanted to invite her to the show and kind of share some of her experiences and let her kind of tell you about really what is going on sometimes in special yeah. education that's not working. Well, that would be helpful uh, to me as a school board member because I actually have a parent who's invited me to sit in on the uh, the, the process of her child going through. First, we started with the 504, and now they're evaluating an IEP. And I've been to those meetings, so I'm, I'm learning the process from that end of it, which I, I think is fascinating. But from the policy end of it as a school board member, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. We are told routinely you know, what the law says we have to do. And it's usually a justification for things that don't make sense to most of us who uh, think anyway that we have some common sense. And uh, it's, it's, it's incredibly difficult because you have people blaming special ed for cost overruns, for budget pressures and everything else. But they rarely give us any specifics as to exactly what is driving the cost. You know, well, what do you mean we overran our transportation budget by... 10%. Did nobody see this coming? Did nobody understand that the budget that you had provided X level of service? Was nobody paying attention to see that we were providing more services than we had budgeted for so that the last bill we get in the fiscal year doesn't throw us into a $300,000 hole because we didn't see it, a bill double the size coming? Same with outplacement tuition, professional technical services. It's just like, really, folks? You, you can't pay attention to this in real time and you just... Say, well, we have to do it because the law says we have to do it. So we spend the money because we have to do it. Well, no, 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 You know, thank God Dr. Vargas is coming in and he's starting to pipe up and say, well, that may not be mm. the way it's supposed to work kind of stuff. So we're trying to get to. So there are a number of this. It's like this great amorphous thing that you can't get your arms around, can't get any details of, can't really figure out, except it has become one of the go to excuses for why we can't control budgets. 
Well, I think the answer to that is it depends. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, Jane, why don't you give us a little background on yourself yeah. now that uh, Anne-Marie and I have taken you know the last uh, seven minutes to share all this? Um, I am a parent of a child with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, my son is autistic, but he's in the 99th percentile for IQ, so he's a high-functioning, very smart autistic child. Um, I went to my particular school three times asking for evaluations, and I could see that something was slightly off with him because when he was playing sports, he wasn't catching up to the other kids. Um, and so um, three times I was denied uh, evaluation, so I ended up going and getting an evaluation myself uh, at Boston Children's Hospital. And my son was diagnosed with autism, and he does have some social and um, behavioral challenges. But he is very smart, and he is capable of – earning employment, and getting a job. All right. We have a former Hooks at School Board member, John Liskars, on the phone. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rich. I, uh, I have a special ed question for you. It's about public information. Would you know if it's public information to ask two questions of any school district? One would be um, the number of lawsuits that have to do with special education that the district has been involved in. And then the second would be what the cost of those lawsuits are either for legal defense fund or amounts paid out for those lawsuits. Because I think that's a very telling um, piece of information or two pieces of information that tell you whether or not your district is doing a, a decent job with handling special education needs. And I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen to your response. All right, John, thank you for the question. Go ahead, Jane. Okay, so with lawsuits, the lawsuits are public records. So if you go on the DOE website, you can see lawsuits that went through the entire process. Most lawsuits do not go through the entire process. They end up getting settled out of mediation, and mediation has a gag order on it. So if you ask for a list of complaints, you cannot get them because anybody who settled out of mediation, there's a gag order attached to their their, uh, scenario. Gotcha. Wow. I didn't even know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, but legal fees and and settlement payouts, though, um, I I don't know if they would be subject to the the legal fees that the district paid would certainly be subject to the right to know law. A settlement payout would probably be subject to the right to know law as long as the parties paid were kept anonymous. I'm not I'm not entirely certain about that. Yeah. In most cases, when it's over a student, they do not use the student's name, just initials. Right, right. So, all right. So, Jane, you were about to uh, you were about to explain. You know what? Let's do this uh, before we get rolling and have to hit the break. We'll take the break right now, a couple minutes early. You are listening to the Dread Large Radio Show. Good morning.